this is Stephanie, and you're listening to the Mind Over Everything podcast, where I give you the tools to help you put your mental health first and find peace and balance in your life. Welcome back, everybody, for episode two of the Mind Over Everything podcast. Today's episode is titled, No is a Full Sentence, and we are talking all about setting boundaries. So I'm sure some of you, most of you maybe, have heard that interview with Elizabeth Olsen where she, I think she might have been on like Jimmy Kimmel Live or some show like that, maybe Jimmy Fallon. Um, But she was talking about how her sisters told her and like her parents told her, like, no is a full sentence. And that means... You do not have to explain yourself. If you don't want to do something or you are uncomfortable with something, you can just say no. You absolutely do not need to explain yourself whatsoever. And I used to find myself trying to come up with excuses for why I didn't want to do something or why I didn't want to go out to this certain event or why I didn't want to go to this certain person's house for this party. And that was something I struggled with up until, you know, my early adult years was always trying to come up with some excuse for why I didn't want to do something. And setting boundaries was really kind of the first step in learning to love myself again and take care of myself again and put myself first. And there's this really beautiful quote um, by Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. If you haven't heard of her, look her up. A Call to Courage is just freaking phenomenal. Um, Just, oh my God, she's amazing. So the quote is, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. And I disappointed a lot of people, I think, in my life when I really started putting up these boundaries and it was rough and it was hard and I backed off from my boundaries for a little bit and then I pushed on them a little more and then I backed off again and finally I got to a point where I kind of was able to put aside the opinions of others and their quote-unquote disappointment and I just stuck to my boundaries and I can tell you I am in such a more just peaceful part of my life, being able to hold firm in my boundaries and, you know, really attract the people and have the people in my life that care about me and want me to feel comfortable. And it's something that I just never, I guess it was just something that I never learned, um, from a young age was, you know, saying no was okay. And like, one of the like biggest examples I can like remember of this is just like, you know, the creepy great uncles or family relatives that you barely know that you're just like forced to give hugs to. Like I hated that as a kid, but I felt like I couldn't say no because everyone around me was, you know, Oh, just give uncle so-and-so a hug or they haven't seen you in forever. Just give them a hug. It's okay. Just hug them. And I felt really uncomfortable because it's basically like, hugging on a stranger because you never see this person or you've seen them very seldom or the last time you saw them you were like two and nobody freaking remembers that but that's I mean that's something that I'm trying to do with my daughter and be more cognizant of is if I can see that she's a little hesitant 
wanting to hug people, I'm going to, you know, advocate for her and say, no, she doesn't, she doesn't feel like it because, you know, as a child, I never felt like I could say no. And I mean, that carried through into adulthood. I didn't feel like I could say no without either having to explain it, or I just felt like I straight up could not say no. So some of the things that I want to list off for you guys, because maybe you don't even know that you need to put boundaries in place. Maybe you think that everything is fine. Um, I mean, I did until I went to counseling. (laughs) Um, I had to really open up and take a good hard look at the things that I felt uncomfortable with and be told, like straight up told, you can say no. You don't have to do that. You are your own person which I know to some of you out there, maybe it sounds so completely asinine that I would sit there and think, oh, well, I can't do that because so-and-so's feelings are going to get hurt. Fuck their feelings. Are you okay? Do you feel fine? Because if not, you don't have to do things. So anyways, here are, you know, just a few examples of, you know, people that maybe don't have their boundaries up. So number one, you are very passive and you go along with things even though you really may not want to. And a perfect example of this is you're hanging out with friends, maybe you're at a bar and then everybody decides, oh, we're going to so-and-so's house because he has more alcohol or she has more alcohol and it's going to be a lot cheaper and we're just going to get totally wasted and we'll see where the night goes. Well, if you're not comfortable with that, but you see everybody else around you is doing it, maybe you don't want to hurt so-and-so's feelings whose house it is, or you don't want to, you know, miss out because everybody else is doing it. But on the inside, you feel a little icky about it and you don't want to do it. It is perfectly fine for you to say no, by the way. Who cares if you miss out? It's probably going to be a bunch of drunken sloppiness that nobody's going to remember anyways. So you're not really missing out in that instance. But I digress. There's plenty of other times where maybe it's, oh, we're all going to go to the movies, but you are totally tapped out from your work week. And all you want to do is just go home, put your pajamas on and binge Netflix. That's totally fine but you feel like you can't because you either don't want to upset people or you have some sort of FOMO and you're going to try and push your comfort zone to experience this and go out and go to the movies. So you find yourself going along with things even though you really don't want to. So number two, you don't ask for what you want or what you need. And this could look like um, not asking for alone time when you're in a relationship and you're living in the same house with the person that you're in a relationship with. If you are not asking for that alone time because you really recharge and re-energize yourself when you can get some quiet time alone, if you're not asking for that and you're just constantly pushing that to the wayside, that's a sign that you need to put that boundary in place. Or another example is you have a friend that is constantly poking fun at you, not in a mean way, but in a way that does emotionally affect you and you're not saying anything and you're just letting that go. You're not asking for them to stop doing that because you need that for your peace of mind and your, you know, emotional peace, but you're not asking for that. That's a sign that you really need to put a boundary there. Another really big sign is being a people pleaser. And that was absolutely me. 
I tried to make everybody else happy because I didn't want to deal with any sort of conflict, period. So I would sacrifice my mental health, my emotional health to make sure that everybody around me was fine because I didn't like any kind of confrontation. I didn't like when other people were upset because when other people were upset, it specifically, it really triggered me to be upset because I'm such an empath and I just, I feel other people's emotions, but also too, I think that at the time I wasn't working through and feeling my own emotions. So when other people had really big emotions, it caused me to kind of start feeling those emotions that I'd hidden away and like tried to lock away in my shadow self and just not look at. So, you know, being a people pleaser is a huge, huge indicator that you need to set some sort of boundary because you need to put your emotional, your physical, your mental needs first. So number four, you feel like you have to be nice as a way to earn respect. And this is very common in the workplace, whether you're trying to earn respect of people that are beneath you, not beneath you, that sounds terrible, but like under your uh, management, or if you're trying to earn respect from people that are above you that you're being managed by, you feel like you just have to be nice and keep the peace and don't rock the boat in order to gain their respect. When in reality, all you're doing is let them walk all over you and then you get to a point where you're freaking miserable and you're trying to find another job because you're overworked, underpaid, and undervalued. If you speak up, especially in a job setting, and you know let people know that you're not comfortable with certain things, your work life is going to get a lot better. And to take this into, you know, personal life versus work life, if you are, let's say that you're part of some, I don't know, like a book club or something, and you feel like you have to be nice to everybody, even though they're saying things that you don't quite agree with, or they're saying things that maybe hurt your feelings, but you want to be respected by them and you want to be accepted by them, you're just going to be nice and you're going to either go along with what they say and agree, or you're just not going to say anything at all and just kind of try and keep that peace. And again, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're unhappy because they keep saying these things and they keep doing these things that are upsetting you. And putting boundaries in place in this instance, you don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be mean. I'm not saying the opposite of being nice to earn respect is be absolutely militant and rude and mean, but you feel like you are being nice by being passive and you can be assertive and still be nice. That is a thing there's a fine line, <laughs> you got to walk that fine line, but you can be assertive and put your boundaries in place while still being nice. Number five is a doozy, um, something that I'm very guilty of. Uh, you are passive aggressive or you might have manipulative tendencies as a way of regaining power that you feel like you've lost. Um, I used to be super passive aggressive because I assumed that everybody around me knew how I want to be treated and I expected them to treat me the way I thought I should be treated. And I was very passive aggressive in expressing my discomfort and my anger with the way that I was being treated. Especially in my first marriage, I would get pouty. 
I would shut down. I would not talk. I would sit and stare as he played video games, thinking to myself, he knows I want to hang out with him. Why isn't he putting that down? I can't believe he's ignoring me. Doesn't he see how upset I am? And that is so freaking toxic. And I know that now, like that behavior is just so toxic and it's so unacceptable. But because I had no boundaries in place whatsoever, you know, not only my ex-husband, but my friends, my family, they had no, you know, they didn't know how I want to be wanted to be treated at all because I wasn't vocalizing that. I was just showing them in very passive aggressive ways, which I'm sorry, not everybody is going to pick up on passive aggressiveness unless, you know, they're looking for it. And me being the people pleaser and just the meek little, I want everyone to be happy. Nobody took what I was doing as passive aggressiveness. They just thought I was fine. Just, you know, living life. And the manipulative tendencies can look like, oh, well, they just texted me. I'm going to wait an hour before I text them back so they know that I'm busy and I have other things going on. Or I'm not going to respond right away because they didn't respond right away when I texted them earlier in the day. Guys, that is so fucking toxic. Like, I and I used to do it. I'm guilty. I'm calling everybody out because I've already called myself out on this. Being passive aggressive and using manipulative tendencies to get some sort of power that you feel like you've lost it's toxic. It's bad. It's not only toxic for the people that you're in relationships with, but it's so bad for you because you're not fully expressing how you feel. And you're just, it's almost like it's kind of this like inky black energy that's kind of leaking out at you, out of you and like trying to reach people like, I hope they pick up on this. If they don't, they don't really love me. Like guys, just no be upfront, be honest. It's way easier. It's way more fulfilling when you are just completely honest with people than the passive aggressive bullshit and trying to manipulate people to understand how you feel. Nobody is going to know how you feel unless you fully articulate that to somebody. So you may need boundaries in place if you are this passive aggressive manipulative bitch. I was. I absolutely needed these boundaries. Rolling into number six, you feel like you are always taken for granted. And this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about when you are kind of passive aggressively um, putting your feelings out there. You know, people aren't going to pick up on that. And if you don't have boundaries in place and you don't tell people how you're feeling, they don't know that they're taking you for granted or that you feel like you're being taken for granted. If you're not going to be upfront with them and say, like, let's say that you're living with somebody and you just moved in and you're trying to figure out that balance and you feel like you are always taking out the trash and you never see the other person taking out the trash. If you don't articulate that to them and say, hey, I feel like I'm always taking out the trash and you never help out with that and I'm always stuck with it. They don't know that you're upset with that and you're going to feel like you're being taken for granted and that you're supposed to be the one that is now the trash taker outer. And it's all because you didn't put a boundary in place and you didn't let them know, hey, this makes me feel like I'm being taken for granted. Can you please help out with this? So the last um, example of, you know, what it feels like to not have boundaries in place or what it can look like to not have boundaries in place, number six, is you fail to speak up when you've been mistreated. 
And this is such a big one. This was a huge one for me. I was definitely that person that didn't want to upset anybody. And I wanted, you know, status quo. So when I felt like I was mistreated, I just chalked it up to, well, you're being too sensitive or, you know, they didn't mean it that way. You're taking it too personally. And that really builds up in a person over time. And eventually you're going to get to a point where you have this explosion meltdown and it's, it's no good for anyone. And I personally know how it feels to be in a relationship where you feel like you can't speak up about how you feel because you're afraid of what comes next. And I want to tell all of you out there, if you are in a relationship like that, it takes a lot of courage. It took me a very long time to be able to speak up and speak my truth and speak my feelings, but it was very empowering once I finally did it. And yeah, there was a lot of yelling and there was a lot of crying and there was a lot of hurt and pain. But on the other side of that, there was a lot of growth and putting up boundaries is just chock full of so much growth, especially if you're a person that's never had boundaries at all. Putting those up and really kind of, it, it, it kind of shifts the perspective in your life and it shifts your perspective of who is and isn't important in your life based on how these people respond to these boundaries. And it's going to be very uncomfortable at first. The first time you do it, the first time I ever told somebody, Hey, I don't like that. Please don't say that. It was uncomfortable. It was awful. I wanted to dig a hole and bury myself and never come up again. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with setting those boundaries. And if you were like me and you're a person or you are like me and you're a person that never has had boundaries set in their life, give people time because when you start setting those boundaries, people are going to have to adjust to that. And I'm not saying if somebody gets upset and blows up or gets upset and stops talking to you, don't, don't write them off right away because it is, it's a lot for other people to kind of adjust to sometimes, but sometimes it, those people that need to take a step back and reevaluate and kind of understand where you're coming from, they will come back being the best friends that you've ever had or the best partner that you've ever had, even like your favorite relative. It just takes some time for some people. So don't write them off right away if they have this like I, negative experience to you putting up your boundaries. But if they have a negative reaction and they keep acting that way, then, you know, maybe it's time to reevaluate that friendship, that relationship, or seeing that family member. And there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to creating boundaries. So I wanted to talk briefly about that. Um, and like some of these misconceptions I definitely had when I went into, you know, trying to figure out where I needed to implement some of these boundaries. And like a huge one is having personal boundaries is selfish. I felt so selfish at first, which just now me, where I am now on the other side of it, it seems so crazy, but I really did feel like I was being selfish by telling these people, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. I don't like when you talk to me that way. 
I'm uncomfortable in this situation because I felt like I was taking away from other people's experience. But it doesn't matter how other people are experiencing things. It matters how you personally are experiencing things. And you need to put that at the forefront of your mind when you're trying to set these boundaries. How other people experience life is none of your business. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with them. We all see ourselves as the main character of our lives. Everybody else in our life is just, you know, I don't want to call it a side character because that kind of sounds negative or that they don't matter, but they are people that you interact with. You are the main focus of your life. They are the main focus of their life. Whatever is going on with you doesn't necessarily affect them. Now, it's a little bit different when it gets into, you know, a partner or a child. What you do does affect them. Um, Not all the time, but, you know, in some instances. But if it's your friend and you do something that they don't agree with, but it's something that you feel like you need to do, it shouldn't affect them at all. It shouldn't affect their day-to-day because at the end of the day, they are going to bed in their bed. They are waking up in their bed. They are living their life. You are a side character in their life. So don't worry about how they are experiencing things. Worry about how you're experiencing things. That should be your priority. And another misconception about putting up boundaries is, you know, having boundaries will cause your relationships to suffer. And if anything, it's going to strengthen the relationships or at least the relationships that have, you know, worth and value. Because if you are open and honest with somebody and they are willing to meet you and see you and understand how you feel about things and, you know, adjust their behavior to make you feel more comfortable, that's, you know, that's a healthy relationship versus if you put up this boundary and they, they don't care to change their behavior because you're uncomfortable by it. That's probably not somebody that you necessarily need to surround yourself with or the type of people that you need to surround yourself with. And and the last thing that I kind of want to touch on with the misconceptions, it's not really a misconception. It's more of like a fear of, you know, creating these personal boundaries. It sounds scary and uncomfortable. And it is at first. It absolutely is, especially if you were like me and you never had any boundaries in place and you were just (laughs) go with the flow. I'm going to do what everybody else is doing around me. It's scary the first couple of times. But once you do it and once you have done it a couple times and you realize how empowered you feel and how safe you feel and how comfortable you feel because you have made those boundaries, it, it becomes like breathing. You just, you no longer accept certain behaviors or certain things that people are saying to you. You just kind of block it out. But I, it is scary and it is uncomfortable when you first start out. So I'm not telling you guys, this is something that's easy by all means, you may be some freaking emotional superstar that can just set boundaries everywhere and say, fuck you, you're not in my life. I don't care. Um, that was not my experience at all. I, I definitely waffled on boundaries for a while until I firmly put them in place. But I want to encourage you once you start doing it and, you know, get in the habit of sticking to these boundaries you're going to find yourself on the other side of all of this anxiety and worry and stress and find peace and happiness and calm like you've never felt before. 
So I told you all about boundaries, what they can look like, how they feel. Now I'm going to tell you how you can implement them in your life. So the first thing you want to do is define them. Identify, you know, what a desired boundary looks like. So for me personally, that was walking through any situation where I felt uncomfortable or I had any kind of unease or anxiety or just that icky feeling, whether it was, you know, certain situations that I was a part of, certain people I was around, certain things that were being said, identify them and define them and say, I no longer want this in my life. Define those icky things as a boundary. And the next thing that you want to do is communicate them, which that's kind of the hard part is communicating those boundaries. You need to tell people exactly what you need. Be very specific. I don't like when you say this. I don't like going to so-and-so's house. I don't like being in this situation. I prefer you to do this, that kind of a thing. It's And it's, it's hard to communicate those at first, but once you get more comfortable and you find yourself worth and you feel more empowered, it's going to be very easy to communicate that. And you definitely want to keep it simple. Don't over explain. Just plainly say, I don't like this. When you said this, it hurt my feelings and I don't like that. Please stop. It's very easy. And once you've done that, you know, if people are trying to push on your boundaries and kind of negate anything that you've said, you need to set consequences. Let them know why it's important. Tell them if you don't do this, if you don't respect this, I can't hang out with you anymore because it is physically, emotionally, mentally affecting me. If you're not going to accept what I have to say and take my feelings as something that's important and to be respected, I cannot be around you anymore. I can no longer allow myself to, you know, stoop down to this and feel awful about myself when I'm in this situation. And I will once again reiterate, it's hard to do that the first few times, but I really encourage all of you that are listening to think hard about the things that are in your life right now that cause you stress, that cause you anxiety, that cause you just to feel so down or sad or stressed out or anxious and really think about how you can put a boundary in place and guard yourself from having to feel that because We only get this one life and it's not worth being uncomfortable or upset or sad and anxious and stressed out. We're here to live our lives to the fullest and enjoy this life. And if there are things that are holding you back from that, you really need to put a boundary in place and let that go. If you liked what you heard here today and can't wait till next week for my next episode to drop, hop on over to my Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash mindovereverything, where each and every episode of the Mind Over Everything podcast includes some bonus content that I've made available only to my Patreon subscribers. I love you all. Have a wonderful, blessed week.